Hi, this is Nicholas A. Casado. I'm your host. This is the Biomedical Engineering News Podcast. Look at all those chickens. I know, right? Uh, today is February 7th, 2020, and it's, uh, it's a Friday. Happy Friday, y'all. Uh, I'm stoked to be here. I hope you are, too. In the world, we have molecular switch reverses chronic inflammation and aging. And then we're going to go jump right into more aging fun facts. So, five best weight loss tips if you're over 40. And three easy ways to turn back your genetic clock. Moving past that. Uh Uh-huh. We got cutting-edge CRISPR gene editing appears safe in three cancer patients. Yep. And what else we got? We got some fun news. This is under um, ultrasound low-frequency wave vibrate cancer cell death. And I love this one a lot. I hope you're excited for this one. This is probably my favorite one. A cave salamander that stayed completely still for seven years. (laughs) I know, I know. It's so exciting. I'm excited. I hope you can just vibe with that. Um, It's a good segue into our our, uh, biohack biohack of the day it's gonna be a controversial one it's uh breathifarianism i don't even know yep so okay let's get into it right you want that all right let's jump right into it all right we got molecular switch which reverses chronic inflammation and aging. Reported by Berkeley News. Just feel a little rain. All right, so chronic inflammation, which results when old age, stress, or environmental toxins keep the body's immune system in overdrive can contribute to a variety of devastating diseases from Alzheimer's to Parkinson's, diabetes, and cancer. Well, at University of California, Berkeley, they identified the molecular switch that controls the immune machinery responsible for chronic inflammation in the body. Published in Cell Metabolism uh, on February 6th, this new finding could lead to new ways to halt or even reverse many of the age-related conditions. Senior author Danica Chen says, My lab is very interested in understanding the reversibility of aging. That's pretty cool, I say. Um, that's the goal, right? You know, like, another shout out to Dave Asprey. He talks about alchemy in his book, uh, what is it, Game Changers? I don't know. 
but the overactivation of the NLR P3 inflammation has been linked to a variety of chronic uh, conditions. And, and this is the bulky collection of immune proteins, NLR P3 inflammation. And that's the switch. So you hit NLRP3, switch it off, uh, and, and there's drugs that can target towards deacetylating or switching off NLRP3, uh, which could prevent or even treat some conditions, possibly age-related degeneration. And. Uh, Studying mice and immune cells called macrophages, uh, the, the protein SIRT2 is responsible for deacylating the NLRP3 inflammas. So mice were bred with a genetic mutation that prevented them from producing SIRT2, which showed more signs of inflammation in the ripe old age two than their normal counterparts. So. Um, there is also a higher insulin resistance, a condition associated with type 2 diabetes and metabolic syndrome. So, um, you know, what? That's cool. Maybe it all comes at a cost. Oh, alright, we're gonna run through this real quick. Alright. Exciting. Uh huh. Okay, so five best weight loss tips if you're over four year health.com. So here you go, biohack. Don't cut back. Yeah, don't cut. Don't cut out on carbs. So carbs are good for you. Just eat more, less processed carbs. Uh, number two, eat a lot more veggies. Uh, you know, non-starchy veggies and uh, two cups at lunch and dinner, one full cup breakfast five cups a day so think about five tennis ball size portions they say uh, cool according to the CDC only nine percent of adults eat the minimum recommended intake of two or three cups of veggies per day so double it down and get five cups uh, number three be careful with alcohol yep that's why I say I say be careful with alcohol. Alright, and uh, don't eat diet food or go on a diet. Okay. Yeah, so don't eat diet food or don't go on a diet. Just, just uh, you know, do what you keep doing. Switching from processed foods to whole foods increases calorie burning, which means that eating real food may help you lose weight even though, even without cutting your calorie intake. So there you go, eat whole food. And treat yourself to dark chocolate daily. I didn't have to repeat that. You can already know that. Eat your dark chocolate. I sometimes do it in the morning just to get up and get a little bit more happy. Five squares of 70% dark chocolate contains under 250 calories. Yet provides antioxidants, fiber, and magnesium. But make sure you get the single origin and maybe European because there's less toxins associated. Sometimes they let the mold grow on it and they just process it. So, yum yum. Uh huh. Alright, and reported by Women's World three easy ways to turn back your genetic clock. 
Wow, they're quite enjoyable. Look at this happy old woman. They got the crow's feet around the eyes. I see myself getting a little crow's feet around the eyes. I don't know. Maybe I'm smiling too much, but I would like to pour another cup of joe. That's what they said. Number one, pour another cup of joe. Say two or three cups a day slash women's risk of death from heart attack by 31%. Snack on kiwis and almonds. All right, kiwis is a grand slammer. Um, yep, kiwis is a grand slammer. That's what they say. And gab on the phone. You know, gabbing on the phone. Hi, you know, you know this, uh, this, this, or hi, hi, you know, uh, you know this person. She, she, uh, she was doing. Yeah, I don't know what the. You know, and that's gabbing. I don't really gab, but I'll, I try. All right, spend time with friends also causes the brain to release oxytocin. That's good. And it's been shown to, to slow telomeres shrinking. And where are telomeres? Telomeres are each uh, the end caps that protect a strand of DNA. When they shorten, our cells age faster. So people who live to 100 usually have long telomeres. You feel that? Alright, science mag dot org reports about the cutting cutting edge CRISPR gene editing appears safe in three cancer patients. Hmm. What is this CRISPR altered version of the cells? Call it So, alright, two men, or two women, and one man, all in their 60s, with one with sarcoma, two with the blood cancer, multiple myeloma, received CRISPR-altered versions of their own cells last year. And for these pioneers, the benefits were limited. One has since died, and the disease has worsened in the others. But the clinical trial, which went years of regulatory scrutiny, wasn't designed to try cure cancer, says Carl June, a cancer researcher in the University of Pennsylvania. Just gonna get serious on this. I think it's important. Let's extend that out. Let the thunder roll. Ah, uh, it's a sad. It's a sad uh, article. It's saying how CRISPR gene editing is safe, even though the disease got worse or didn't even do what it's supposed to do, but it definitely incorporated the new DNA into the immune cells, um, which which is a pioneering thing. You know, you can add DNA to C cells from, you know, and, and not have terrible results but 
you know, this therapy's limitation is the main focus. You know, it didn't really help cancer patients. And, um, well, they say solid tumors like those in the brain and pancreas have been proven tough to treat. So using CRISPR to knock out selected genes while also adding DNA, which it hoped might make T-cells even more powerful and resistant, but CRISPR brought its own uncertainties. You know, uh, lab studies have revealed off-target effects which an unintended gene DNA gets modified. Yep. So you're gonna, you're gonna treat one and get another. So, um, what they what they targeted was the protein called PD1, which was crippled, um, and, and that puts the brakes on immune responses and limiting its effects. Um, then they inserted the gene to a different T cell receptor, which would target NYESO1. So the outcome is modest. You know, I guess you just do it and you see what happens. Let's move forward. All right, here's our abstract of the day. Abstract. 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 This is our abstract of the day. Okay, so nature.com reports. Trisomy 21, the presence of a supernumerary chromosome 21, results in a collection of clinical features commonly known as Down syndrome. Down syndrome is among the most genetically complex of the conditions that are compatible with human survival post-term and the most frequent survivable autosomal anomaly. Mouse models of Down syndrome involving trisomy of all or part of human chromosome 21 or orthological mouse genomic regions are providing valuable insights into the contribution of triplicated genes or groups of genes to the main clinical manifestation in DS. This endeavor is challenging as there are over 200 protein coding genes on chromosome 21 and they can have direct and indirect cells on homeostasis in cells, tissues, organs, and systems. Although the, this complexity poses, poses formidable challenges to understand the underlying molecular basis for each of the main clinical features of DS, it also provides opportunities for improving understanding of genetic mechanisms underlying the development and function of many cell types, tissues, organs, and systems. Since the first description of trisomy 21, we have learned much about intellectual disability and genetic risk factors for congenital heart disease. The lower occurrence of solid tumors in individual DS supports the in identification of chromosome 21 genes that protect against cancer when oversuppressed. The universal uh, occurrence of the histopathy of Alzheimer's disease and the high prevalence of dementia and, and Down syndrome are providing insights in pathology 
and treatment of Alzheimer's disease. Clinical trials to enumerate intellectual disability with DS signal a new era in which therapeutic interventions based on knowledge of the molecular pathology of Down syndrome can now be explored. These efforts provide reasonable hope for the future. That's really cool. Okay, so um, let's move forward. Well, maybe let's just get a little bit more. So, newatlas.com reports certain ultrasound frequencies may selectively destroy cancer cells. Alright, team at Caltech researchers is proposing a radical new technique for killing cancer cells using low-intensity ultrasound waves. The preliminary research is still at an incredibly early stage, but early in, in vitro studies have demonstrated sound waves pulsified at specific frequency can effectively destroy cancer cells while leaving healthy cells intact. Several recent breakthrough studies have revealed novel ways ultrasound waves can be used to non-invasively treat cancer. The most advanced method is known as highly high-intensity focused ultrasound. This method targets cancer cells with focused and powerful sound waves heating and destroying the diseased tissue. The challenge with clinically deploying HIFU is finding ways to bear focus these damaging waves as they can easily destroy healthy tissues. Alright, this impressive advance last year demonstrated a novel way to use the technique to target prostate cancer. While the problem of collateral healthy tissue damage still remains. My, my, I, have you heard of voice to skull? Voice to skull. Transmission? So, voice to skull, it's, um, called V2K. A voice to skull device is a weapon used for transmitting voices with low or high frequencies. Now this is uh, a website on Google and says how you can transmit your voice to a brain. What is voice to skull? It's a psychoelectronic type of mind control. This is like a Google website. It's literally sites.google. Just leaving that there, you know? Alright, let's move forward.
right, this one's super exciting. I hope you're excited. All right, MNN.com reports this one cave salamander stayed completely still for seven years, but it wasn't dead. Yeah. All right, they report when you're blind and live in a cave, there's a lot of time to sit and think. Oh, maybe that's what this one cave salamander was up to during a seven-year stint of doing absolutely nothing. This blind, this amphibian is known as Olms, or the scientific Proteus anginius. Uh, and they exhibit a remarkable amount of patience before they can report anything about their one of their tagged specimens. It's a good thing that the study was designed to last for eight years because this one Ulm sat completely still for seven of them. Ulms live sedimentary lifestyles due to their bland habitats. Having evolved to live in pitch dark underwater caves, they've lost their eyes and just about all of their skin pigmentation appears like ghostly white blind baby dragons. They're so cute. I want to pet him. He's got little ears that are like little, little flanges. Uh, that's the only color on them. So uh, when you factor in that they have no natural predators and only seek out a mate every 12.5 years or so, it's easier to understand these creatures' laziness, although no one could have guessed this level of inactivity was possible. So. Uh, Researchers in, from the UK and Hungary drove into the darkness of caverns in Bosnia Hargosnia, where these amphibians live. They collected specimens by hand and injected a visible implant elastomer under each animal's tail fin skin as a tagging method. The olms were then placed back at this exact site of capture. The researchers returned to check on them periodically over an eight year period. It turns out the observing Olms is a biological equivalent of watching paint dry. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I like to point out, you know, how does this, how does this involve the biomedical field? And I think it has everything to do with it. You know, hibernation is a real thing. And is this hibernation, are they conscious? What are they doing? You're just sitting there on a rock, looking extra cute. And um, can we do that? You know, can we harness whatever they're doing and do it ourselves? And this is how we get into our our, our fun biohack segment. So this is like a, this is like kind of a spiritual one. Um, so there's a lot of controversy with this, and I agree. It's almost basically, is it real? Is it, is it real? I like to think it is. Um, there's a whole documentary on it. 
so so if you look it up on Wikipedia, it's called Anadia. Anadia. Which is Latin for fasting. And, and they define it as the belief that it's possible for a person to live without consuming food, or in some cases, water. And if you if you follow Hinduism, they, they believe that they're sustained solely by prana. And prana, it's the, 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 it permeates reality on all levels, including inanimate objects. It's like the life force energy, but it's not pertaining to life. Hmm. Uh, but it's very definitely woo, and I, I've never done it, but I think it's pretty interesting. There's a documentary about, um, so, so I first heard about Praj, Palajani, or Majai, um, he was an Indian mystic. They found him in the hills. He was a hermit. And he was brought into a hospital for observation. And he survived without food or water for 15 days under observation. And it's not like he just died. They're, just, they're like, hey, that's good. They like let him rinse out his mouth with water, but he didn't drink it. And there was this Israeli breath variant. Uh, which was which was filmed for a television documentary, which you know he survived for eight days without food. And, and is it surviving or is it? I don't know. But um, I think I think my uh, my favorite one was the, the. I wish I could find it. I don't know why I'm not finding it, but. Um, found him in Nepal, and it's, it was reported in like the 90s, and they just went out there and found him, and they like reported on him, they were like, this guy is, and then there was a, another report, oh, it's called The Boy with Divine Powers, it was a 2006 Discovery Channel documentary. And in the Nepal with, uh, with the controversial section, you know, fights between you know political powers, this boy just sat under a tree, and you know, um, they they report him as a fake guru on IMDb who is currently investigating Nepal for raping his minor following for disappearances. Why would they even report it like that? That's so gnarly. 
Alright, so that changes everything. Apparently, the one summary from Marcy, a victim of the boy with divine powers. Oh my gosh. That's so gnarly. Can I just get that for a second? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's nothing, don't worry about it. It's, it's basically anorexia, it's a lie, uh, but what if it was real? And that's why I like to ask, you know, we're investigating this stuff because there's a lot of people that say they can do this and how do they do it and can it be used for biomedical engineering? And I think it's possible. Can we make a device you just latch onto your hip and it collects some prana and you can just run around and be free, save all that time and live well and uh, keep your telomeres long and live long and hmm. So this was a, a fun one, I don't know. Just a good philosophical questions to, to go. And, and I wanna let, let you guys know that I love you and I hope you have a great day. We'll talk more later.